Hello, and thank you for calling the Do Weekly Podcast, a weekly challenge podcast for small business owners. By small business owners. We're not available to take your call right now. Please leave a message at the sound of the beep. Boop. Well, Natalie, um, how you doing? I'm good, but I'm so lonely, Alex. I'm just sitting here in my office by myself. I know. We're using the power of technology to broadcast this particular episode from opposing sides of the country. It's like a miracle. It's almost like it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> a little early for a Christmas miracle, don't you think? It's No, I don't. It, it's never too early for Christmas. Retail is taught us this. And one of my favorite things was pranking a friend by decorating his house, like the inside of his house and the outside of his house, like full bore Christmas before Thanksgiving. And he was out of town. As we were doing the decoration, this car pulled up, yelled at us, cussed at us, and said some choice words, ending with, that's really too soon. And then they sped off. Wait, it was November, though? It was just before Thanksgiving? It was before Thanksgiving, and we decked this guy's home out. But after Halloween. And it, right. And he even, this is back in the days of MySpace relevance. I even, (laughs) I even decked out the theme of his MySpace profile in, in a Christmas theme. I don't feel like that's all that early. We did it before Thanksgiving. I think that's early. All right. I might have a warped sense of what's early because my mom's had her Christmas tree up since August. There's something about you people. There's something (laughs) about you people from your family and and just the way y'all think of things. I feel like if it's after Halloween, it's pretty much fair game. I mean, that's when they put all the Christmas stuff out of the stores. Oh, don't get me started, okay? (laughs) Alex, I know that you have a playlist of 1970s Christmas music that you listen to on repeat starting on Halloween. Basically, pretty much anything, like any Christmas albums from the Bee Gees. uh, And the Carpenters. Oh, yeah. Like a Carpenters very special Christmas. Come on. Mm -hmm. There's... N- nothing else beats the the hauntingly sweet sounds of Karen Carpenter belting out like yesteryear's hottest Christmas jams. <laughs> it's highly underrated. Well, I tell you, and you know, I have other stories about this too. But you know, I think we're I think we're getting away from the podcast. So let's let's get back to it. Hmm? We don't have a podcast about Christmas music. <laughs> no, as it turns out, we do not. Huh. All right. What is our podcast about? Well, today's podcast. Wait, wait, wait a sec. Don't change the format on me. We need to talk <laughs> about we need to talk about last week's challenge. Last week's challenge. That's right. Last week's challenge. Don't. Don't you dare. Yeah, don't you dare, okay? I know right. I know what's I know what's good here. All right. All right. All right. 
So last week's challenge was to write a blog post. Yeah, and uh, some of us did it. Some of us did it twice. Exactly. Some of us are overachievers. And are you an overachiever, Natalie? I am. I wrote two blog posts. Well, tell me about what you did and where you did it and why you did it. Although I have to say yours is so long that I don't know if the two of mine together are as long as the one you wrote. <laughs> well, I have thoughts around that, but let's let's get to it. All right. So I wrote two blog posts for um, the product that I build with Nathan for Simply Schedule Appointments. Oh. And we'd actually kind of fallen out of the habit of writing those. And it had been over a month um, since we had shared anything. And since that plugin is under pretty heavy development, like I actually do like to share things more regularly, at least once a week. So I did two. One kind of at the end of last week and then the other one at the beginning of this week. Catching okay. people up on some features we were working on and new releases that we put out. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I think it's really nice. Um, and also the blog posts turn out to be really helpful resources for us later when somebody asks us about a feature just to be able to say, oh, here, we wrote it all up here in this blog post and we can just send them the link instead of having to explain it is actually pretty nice. Yeah, that sounds actually pretty darn neat. Yeah, so that's that's what I did. One on our one-click support feature and one on our time zone feature. Well, and I, I think that's especially important for your product because it is in pretty active development and this is still a product that you're promoting heavily and everything mm -hmm. and building an audience for. So I think that this is super important. So I say you did a fine job on these. Now, um, if you were to write another blog post, would you write it for a different product or would you write it on your personal site? Explain, tell us everything. If I had to write another one today, I don't think I'd have anything else to say about Simply Schedule just yet because we are working on another feature, but it's not quite ready. So what I would probably do is on my personal blog, I would probably do a tutorial um, diving into the development tools that we're using to build Simply Schedule appointments. Okay. Well, I think, uh, I think that's also awesome. Well, are there any are there any lessons learned here or anything that you would like to share with our myriad listeners uh, about how they might go forth and conquer a blog post for this week's challenge? Uh, I think we did notice a definite um, uptick in interest for the plugin around the times that we publish these posts. Because, mm -hmm. um, of course, we publish them and then we share them out to social media um, and link back to them from Twitter and Facebook and, and stuff like that. So it definitely got us some more traffic and maybe even a sale or two. Yeah. Yeah. To have those out there. Well, well, well. So I, I think one of the important takeaways there is, you know, obviously when you post uh, content, it's, it's good because it generates interest in it. There's a better opportunity to get people you know, get their eyeballs on what you're talking about, uh, what you're trying to promote. 
And depending on what kinds of social media broadcasting services that you're using, Coast Schedule or Buffer, I think, are great choices because they do a decent job of sending out your content at times when people are most likely to engage with it. Yeah, and I think that can be really helpful because otherwise you might be posting something right when all of your customers are busy cooking dinner and they miss it. Right, right. For myself, I did one blog post. But it's a big meaty one. Actually, you know what, Nat? What? What? I'm going to go back and say that I did two blog posts as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We're both and overachievers. We're both overachievers. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, actually, this is how cool I am. I wrote a blog post for Caldera Forms. Oh. Aren't I the coolest? <laughs> you definitely are. I wrote There's a blog nobody post. Nobody cooler. There's nobody cooler, and my mom would agree. I wrote a so I wrote two blog posts, and I forgot that I wrote two. Okay, that's and just how much you write blog posts. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote one. Okay, if I'm being real with everyone here, I wrote one blog post for this challenge. I have another blog post that published this week that I wrote. I think a month ago. So technically speaking, I kind of did write two blog posts, which I think technically makes me really awesome. The one blog post that I wrote for the challenge specifically, I wrote on my business blog. And it's a deep dive into different tools and services I use to run my agency. Uh And it's a very long post. Now, I should say that blog posts do not need to be long, nebulous, deep dives into any given subject. I would say for most purposes, you should not write a blog post that is super long. The exception to that is if you're writing a guide or just really trying to break down in detail a singular topic, then do a long blog post because I think that there is an audience for... There's an audience for that type of blog post, for sure. More times than not, though, I think just a short, descriptive, to-the-point blog post that has value is what you should do. And that's like what you did with your two blog posts, Nat. And the the second blog post that I wrote is also kind of a deep dive, too. And it talks about how I used a CRM and automation to increase my monthly revenue. I think that each blog post is probably on the long side. However, I think that they do provide a very, like, I think they do provide a very focused, just very focused, detailed information on very specific topics. Then I think for people who want more information about those topics, they would derive a lot of value from those blog posts. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's not necessarily the same audience for both those types of posts, but I think they each have their purposes. Sure, for sure. Ideally, if you can write often, do it. But if you can't, then, you know, just just do what you can. 
I, I don't think it has to be a super long thing. So I'm curious what sorts of uh, blog content, you know, our listeners uh, were producing. That's yeah, what I want. Me wanted. too. I'd like to read some blog posts that got put up this week. Yeah, I'd like to read about stuff that I'm unfamiliar with. <laughs> Just saying. Definitely. Well, do you think we finished this uh, challenge? Yes, we both win $1 million. Oh, man. You mean I can retire? No, we have to keep recording the podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> so what, 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 do I, what do I do? What do you mean, what do you do? You have to keep running a business so that our podcast can be but for and not, by small business not, owners. But not if I get a million dollars. No, no, no. You don't get the million dollars until you die. Oh, man. That <laughs> makes me so upset. Sorry, that's the prize. Well, okay. That's a crummy prize. And I think what I'll do is I'll put together our blog posts and share them on our show notes uh, for this episode. That sounds like a groovy plan. I think so. Now, now that we've vanquished this week's challenge... I think we should talk about next week's challenge. That's right. We don't. We never get a break. There's always a challenge. There is always a challenge. Always. Time <laughs> does not stop because you need a break. Time is a river that never goes dry. Like sands through the hourglass, you know? So are the days of our lives. Are you philosophizing from daytime television? I would say I'm anthroposophizing. <laughs> I don't think that's a word. Anthro it's called anthroposophy. Anthroposophy? Yeah. Why don't you... Okay, you should look it up on Wikipedia and just read the first paragraph. <laughs> should I read it live on the air? I think so. And actually, why don't I read it? Anthroposophy. Anthroposophy is the philosophy founded by Rudolf Steiner that postulates the existence of an objective, intellectually comprehensible spiritual world accessible to human experience through inner development. More specifically, it aims to develop faculties of perception, imagination, inspiration, and intuition through the cultivation of a form thinking independent of sensory experience and to present the results thus derived in a manner subject to rational verification. Now, based off of that description, Natalie, what do you think anthroposophy is? I haven't the slightest idea. Exactly. <laughs> so, that, <laughs> so, dear listeners, anthroposophy. I am an anthroposophist. You don't know who you are? I do, because I've cultivated a form of thinking that's independent of the sensory experience, and I've thus presented the results in a manner that's subject to rational verification. Which, by the way, leads us to next week's challenge. Yay, next week's challenge! Once again... You and I talked about the challenge. Now, we are hurtling to the end of the year. 
And we blink are your in, eyes, and it'll be January. Yeah, don't, don't blink your eyes. Yeah, we are in the midst of the holiday season. Every holiday. Er holiday. Hanukkah. Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, New Year's, Diwali, the first day of winter, whatever Christmas that holiday Hanukkah, gets Kwanzaa. called. <laughs> Every holiday. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're good. Uh, we've got coverage, but now, what do we what do we want to do? Like, how do we really live the holiday spirit of generosity? Well, every year I like to acknowledge and thank my very best clients and customers. I think that is a groovy idea, and I would like to know how you do it because the way I do it I feel is a little kind of janky and I feel it could use a boost but what do you what do you do well it depends on uh, my end of year budget each year if things are a little tight then it could be something as simple as sending out some nice holiday cards with a note thanking them for their business, of course, a personal note in everyone thanking them for their business during the previous year. Mm-hmm. If I'm a little, um, you know, doing a little bit better, a little more in the black, then I will usually send out some kind of little gifty to everybody. One year I sent everybody a copy of a book called The Website Owner's Manual. <laughs> yeah. So they, so they would all know how to take care of their website. I've sent out like calendars, I've sent out gift baskets, I've sent out cookies, just all kinds of little gifty things, just to acknowledge them and to thank them for their business over the previous year, um, and to let them know that I value them as customers and as people. Well, I think that's pretty darn cool, and I like that so much. Yeah, do you usually do anything to mark the holiday season for your customers and clients? I do. I, but all I do, and I, I feel like such a yutz now because I feel like I'm really not doing anything. Uh, <laughs> because all I do is I send out, <laughs> this is so bad, I send out a blast email. And the more I think about it, the more lame it feels. But I send out an email just letting people know how much I appreciate them and appreciate their trust in their business and looking forward to more years of collaboration which I now realize is super lame. Well, I don't think it's necessarily super lame. It's that I think it might be appreciated more if it was more personalized. No, I, I agree with you. Now, here's, here's the thing. What if I'm super lazy and <laughs> I don't want to wrap gifts and then go to the post office and send them out? You know, like, I don't want to do that. Because I'm a nincompoop. Oh goodness, I've never done that. What? Oh well. So what? What do you? So that helps me finish off this question. So, what does someone who is always on the ball with being productive? What does a productive person do to say thanks to their clients? So anytime that I have sent any kind of gifty, I've just had that shifted directly to my customers mm -hmm. by someone else. And, you know, they wrap it up all lovely and ship it right to them. 
No, I do have to mail the cards, but those are really easy because you can just leave them outside your own house. You don't have to go anywhere. Then the mailman will pick them up. But yeah, you can have gift baskets. You could go on, you know, a site like Etsy if you want to uh, support a, like a, a smaller artist and yeah. order, you know, customized coffee mugs or small gift baskets or some kind of little handmade item to be sent out to everyone. Um, you just want to make sure you're giving, you know, what's likely just an individual person enough lead time to get that out to everybody for you. But yeah, you don't need to, to like be gift wrapping all of that stuff and shipping it yourself. You have lots of, lots of options for getting those out to everybody um, and you don't even have to, you know, necessarily purchase things from a, a, you know, a big corporate company. You can still do this from a small business and support a small business while also thanking all of your customers and clients. I think that's a really good idea. And, and that does beg the question, you know, like different services that can send these things off. But I do like the idea of, you know, individualizing these um you know, just individualizing the gifts. Like, I like the idea of sending a book to your clients. You know, like, there's, I definitely have room to do that. So, um, yeah, I, I would definitely like to send something out to my clients and just saying, hey, here's what I think. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate you being a client, trusting me with your business. And also, here's a really rad book that I think will really help your business, you know, yeah. like that sort of thing. Another lovely thing that I did one year is um, for each of my clients, I got in touch with a florist that was local to them and had them deliver like a lovely bouquet for their office to make it look pretty. You're just a lot more thoughtful as a human being than I am. I am, <laughs> I am not that thoughtful, not, not, even, not even a little bit. And I want to be. I really do. I really, really want to be. But I am just not that person. You just have to kind of think, you know, um, you're probably a customer or client of some different services and other companies, right, whose services that you use. And like, just think about what you would appreciate um, having from them to kind of mark the end of another year working together. Yeah. No, that, and then I think is... is a good call. And, you know, I don't hear of a lot of people doing that or a lot of businesses doing that. Like I've never had a business give me a gift. Now I have had agencies that I've done work for, like send me a card and okay. They've sent me a card and they've sent me like a Starbucks gift card, which I thought was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is nice. So yeah, freaking a. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're in at least a medium-sized city, and definitely if you're in a large city, there is almost for sure a locally-owned gift basket business that will probably ship gift baskets anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty common. Um, I know we've got a ton of them in L.A. because, of course, they do a brisk business around award shows and Hollywood productions yeah. and things like that. But um you know, even a medium-sized city will have a couple of those probably to choose from. So that can be a nice, um, that's that's a nice option because I think you can put several things in there, especially if you're 
thinking, you know, a, a small organization or a small business where there's more than yeah. one person. Like that's a nice thing because everyone can split it up and divide it. Or yep. if you're from a town where there's something you're particularly known for, um, it's kind of nice to send that out. Like here in LA, I, I know people love to get C's chocolates, right? Our local chocolatier. <laughs> yep. So those are good to send out. If you're in Chicago, you probably want to send out the famous Chicago popcorn to everyone. You know, something from your own town, I think, is also nice to send out to people. But right. That's always appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's I think that's a really good idea. You know, that gives me something to think about. And I'm going to, I think I'm going to look for a business book or two and send those out because, yeah, there's, yeah, I, I just, now that I think about it, now that I've heard the ideas, I, I can, I can think of like two or three things that I want to go do, um, which I think is actually really cool. And now I'm excited to do it because it, it's, I can just send these things out from Amazon or I can find a service that delivers a specific type of gift and personalize it. And I think it's a small price to pay to tell the folks who are, you know, paying your bills that, Hey, I appreciate you. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you don't have to send the same thing to everyone. You could send, you know, a small gifty to a client who maybe you just did a small project for and a big gift basket to somebody who you did a big project for and worked with for months during the year. Yeah, totally. I think that's a really good idea. You're you're such a smart egg. And I Thanks, am Alex. always I'm always <laughs> thinking, man, I'm so thankful that Natalie has great ideas that I can steal and present as my own. Well, I bet you get a lot of thank you letters from your clients. I don't think so. Not even one. Well, maybe not letters. Maybe at least an email. <laughs> yeah, probably an angry. No, you know what I get from my clients? Support tickets. Oh, well, maybe we'll get a holiday support ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite. Uh, so I think I think that's a good challenge. So the challenge this week is... Do something nice for your clients. Send them a note. Send them a gift. Just let them know that they matter to your business. Yeah, and it doesn't need to be tied to any particular holiday other than it's just the end of the year and you're acknowledging another great year of working together or your first year of working together. Yeah. Freaking I. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, it, feel, it feels good to send those out and just to let people know that you appreciate them. Yeah. Well, Natalie, if, I don't know, if someone wanted to do this challenge, where could they get this particular podcast on the internet? Well, a good place to get started is our website, doweeklypodcast.com, where they can find the archives of all the past episodes along with show notes for every single one of them along with links to subscribe to the podcast on all of your favorite podcasting services, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and so many others. I can't even name them all. Yeah, like um, Overcast? <laughs> like Pocket Cast? 
Why do you why do you hate on Pocket Cast? You use Pocket Casts. It's you just use hilarious it. that you have to bring it up every week. <sighs> <laughs> Look, I do what I do because that's what I do. Okay? And also on our website, you'll find links to follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Do Weekly Podcast. Don't you like how I just changed the subject? I don't, but good job. <laughs> For the Do Weekly Podcast, I'm Alex Vasquez. And I'm Natalie MacLees. We want to remind you to keep it doable. And we'll see you next week. See you next week, everybody. Oh, and also, don't forget to have a wonderful holiday with your favorite loved ones. A wonderful holiday season.